Hey, welcome! I don't know what we're yelling about! It's Abraham, and today we're going to talk about a little tiny piece of this book called What Happened to You? Conversations on Trauma, Resilience, and Healing. Let's get to it. So in this book on figure 11, uh, you'll see an image here. And below this image is this. In a fear state, dysregulated, there is a shutdown of some of the systems in higher areas of the brain. For example, the cortical. Uh, this makes retrieval of previous linear narrative memory inefficient. A common example of this is test anxiety. Oh, yeah. The content has been stored, but in the moment, i.e. during the test... Retrieval is not possible. When the person is regulated and feeling connected and safe, the stored content is accessible and easier to retrieve. Dr. Bruce uh, D. Perry and Oprah Winfrey in this book, What Happened to You? All right, so in this image, what the author is trying to do is show uh, the makeup of the brain. So at the bottom down here where it says brainstem, that's sort of uh, kind of like your reptilian brain. It's uh, This area of the brain has no sense of time. It does regulate the body's uh, emotions and, and things like that. Um, it's not very complex, pretty straightforward stuff, very fast. Uh, as we cruise up into the different brain layers, these two middle sections do some things, but we're not going to talk about that in this video. Uh, but up here in the cortex, this is where we do our most complex thinking. There is a sense of time up here. And what this guy is trying to say is that um, traumas are stored down in these lower regions. Um, there's no sense of time. So when something triggers them, uh, it causes um, it causes a lot of issues, right? You might feel scared. You might, your heart might start uh, increasing. Um, and then it's only after some signals reach the cortex when you're able to say, oh, that, that happened a long time ago. I don't have to be scared about that. Or that's not a real thing. I don't have to be scared of that. Or it is a real thing and I better get to running, right? All right. Um, so what this is referring to, what I wanted to talk about here is uh, this very statement. The idea of being dysregulated um, is something that happens down in these lower regions and we use these upper regions to to begin to regulate it so um, when we're dealing with others if we notice that they're in a dysregulated state and that looks like maybe they're super angry or maybe they're really depressed or maybe some other negative emotion that we don't enjoy right um, so they're in a dysregulated state what the what we should do first when when interacting with them is help them become regulated and and we can talk a little bit about what that looks like, right? Um, but once they're feeling regulated, then we need to relate to them in some way. So uh, I've been talking a lot about making connections with people. So it's very similar to that. It's listening to them, um, empathizing with them, understanding what they're going through, and just, uh, just relating with them. And once you've built sort of a trust or a connection, then you can begin to reason with them about whatever is going on with them. So this really builds off the thing I talked about yesterday with the fifth habit. Um, seek, to, uh, uh, seek first to understand, then to be understood. And so that's what this is saying, but just in a different way. And 
this stuff is neuroscience. We're this guy's actually using real science to describe how the brain does what it does. And so this is very, very good stuff. This this changed a lot for me. So if you pick up the book, you'll read a story, and it happens pretty quick on uh, this guy is a Korean vet. Um, he like hits the ground because he hears a backfiring of uh, of a motorcycle and it's been 30 years since the war and he's confused he's scared he doesn't understand why it's happening right he thinks there's something wrong with him so he goes to see this guy dr perry and he says hey doc what's uh what's this what's the story why am i why am i doing this and uh he the doctor tells him about this concept of how the brain is made up and he describes the fact that that back in the war 30 years ago he built up some structures in his brainstem that um, when he hears those loud sounds like that uh, it gets his heart running and it gets everything ready because he needs to fight or flight right that's what's happening in that little area of the brain well it's 30 years later but because this doesn't know time it's still firing off like that and uh, it isn't until, you know, 30 seconds to a minute later when he's able to process what just happened and realize, oh, it was just a muffler, you know, backfiring. So that's how he sets up this whole idea. Um, that's how it happens. And for me, it changed a lot. Once I read that story, I was like, oh, it explains so many things. <laughs> All right, so he says, in order to communicate rationally and successfully with anyone, you have to make sure they're regulated. Make sure they feel a relationship with you, and only then try to reason with them. So my experience, I understood the concept of being regulated from an entirely different perspective. I was sitting in an anger management group, and we began to discuss uh, being aware of our ang anger levels. So we had to create a journal, and in that journal, we, we labeled our episodes from 1 to 10. If I was super duper duper angry, I might be at a 7 or 8. That was for me. 10 is I've lost all control, and I'm probably going to jail. One is I feel nothing. I really don't feel any anger. Uh, maybe just so, maybe annoyed. That's what one is. All right, so for me, I had to learn to recognize faster and faster uh, this dysregulation. Now, I didn't know that's what it was called at the time. I don't, they didn't, nobody ever said that to me back then. All I knew was, oh, I'm feeling angry. And I could tell I'm feeling angry because my, like, I start feeling a little hot. My heart starts racing. Um, sometimes it makes me want to cry a little bit like I just I it really fills me up with emotions and so anyway that's the story there um my ex-wife used to call it foaming at the mouth when I got really angry I it's something that's always stuck with me um that imagery really uh, it really set up kind of a bad relationship between us but then also it helped me realize I needed to fix this anger issue all right, it wasn't until I read these words when I realized why these things were happening for me, why I get so angry so fast, and uh, and why sometimes it takes me, you know, 10, 15 seconds before I realize that I don't need to be angry in those moments. And, and this just explains all of it. I love it. It's great. I don't really have to say that much more, honestly, but let's finish this out. So what does regulate look like? How can we help a dysregulated person to feel regulated? This could look like taking a walk, getting a cup of coffee, um, just simply allowing the person to vent. Just listen, right? Uh, 
then how do we relate? So I think Dr. Covey's fifth habit is, a, again, a wonderful way to connect or relate to another person. I know that when I feel heard and understood, um, I feel a sense of connection with the person that, that understood me. And uh, so, yeah, building relationship with others, it turns out, is the key to helping others as well as ourselves to start the process of healing. All right. What does it mean to reason? Once a person trusts another person uh, and they feel safe and connected, the more easily it is to help them see the truth about why they might have felt dysregulated. All right. So that's it. I think I've just covered everything I wanted to say about it. Um, uh, there's so much more to this topic. I highly suggest this book as well, What Happened to You. There's a lot there. Um, even if you're not an Oprah fan, I mean, th this is a very powerful book. Dr. Perry really brings up some, some really good stuff. All right, so hopefully this can help. I'm so glad you guys made it again, and uh, I will see you guys on the next one. Peace.